Hey, welcome to Younger and Older with Jason and Dave, and we are excited to be back with you on this nice, blistery, wonderful, snowy-ish, cold winter day. Let's straighten something out, though, Jason. What are we going to straighten out? We're going to straighten out the fact that people who live in northern Wisconsin like to be cold. This is true. Otherwise, they wouldn't live here. No, we don't like to be cold. You we do? like cold weather. Uh, no, you do like to be cold. I do not like to be cold. I am always <laughs> wearing a sweatshirt. I heat my house with wood. I keep it warm. I love being warm. Here's so the, you love the cold so you can warm up. I love the cold, and I know how to dress in it. You can yes. dress for success. It's true. It's true. And then you take advantage of the cold exactly. weather activities, like jumping in a cold lake. Exactly. Well, no, you're going to do that. I would encourage all of our <laughs> listeners to go to our, where do they go to get that? It's our YouTube channel. Our YouTube channel. Or you can go to our website and go to the media tab. Yeah, and, and subscribe you can check out because our younger, our, no, this is younger and older. This day. is younger and older. <laughs> That's o- older SBR Insider. not jumping in the lake. Heart attacks happen to older. <laughs> yes, on, on SBR, Inside, uh, SBR Insider, we, we did a recent episode about the ice forming and we thought it was more ice than what it was. But anyways, that's a different discussion. But uh, Todd and I challenged all of our, our followers to subscribe to our channel. And if we get 200... Uh, which, You're in the lake. Yeah. Which Can I film I, that? I should have... Well, well, we'll film it. I'll, I'll film it. Because you two are going to be jumping in the lake, so you shouldn't be touching camera equipment. Well, I mean, there's things like tripods, Dave. And I think they had that back in your day, too. No. <laughs> <laughs> no, they didn't. We would just we would just move a stone up there and oh. balance it on a stone, and then Wilma and Betty Flintstone or whatever Barney Rubble would come out and help us and oh, yeah. be quiet. But anyways, yeah. So we set two hundred, which I don't know why we such chose such a small number. I don't know either. But we're already at like one hundred and twenty-five. All right. Well, so don't can I that. go subscribe more than once? No, only once. It won't let you. Am I subscribed? I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> well, I will be if I'm not. It doesn't tell me. It just says subscribe. So. I'm, it will be. I've got to work on that. So anyways, yes, we love cold. Well, let me ask you, uh, you know, we, we've been, if you've been following Younger Older, we've been trying to, we, we don't want to just talk about like problems. What we want to do is talk about how Dave's do we. problems. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> we'd be here forever. There's a list. No, what we want to do is talk about solutions because we should all be thinking solutions. Right. So that's how you identify problems. Because when you see a problem, you go, okay, what's the solution? Symptoms are different. Symptoms are not the problem. Right. They're just evidences of the problem. Okay. For example, I I might sound a little stuffed up today, and I've been stuffed up. You know, my head's been stuffy for a while. It's not that I just need to get unstuffed. There's something causing the stuff. You know what I mean? Yeah, I mean to me it sounds like you have that nice, still, deep, booming. Well, voice I do, but but I'm also a little have. stuffed up. So, to, the real solution is not to go out there and get a bunch of nasal spray that just clears it up, because it's going to come back. Okay. I need to figure out why I'm stuffed up and and fix that problem. Maybe I'm allergic to, um, you know, donuts or something. And wh- whatever it is, yep. I need to figure it out. And once I cure that, the symptoms. Take care of themselves. That's right. But if you just focus on the symptoms, then the problem actually, you just, you just hide the problem. Exactly. So you can't fix it. That's right, which isn't good. So, you know, there are certain things in life that nobody says they are. We've talked about some of these things. I think nobody ever says, yeah, I'm greedy. I mean, it, they don't do that. No. Although I think there's such a thing as greed. And yes. You know, and I would struggle with greed. I think Americans, I think first world people struggle with first greed. First world props. I, yeah. I think that narcissism, being all about me, is still 
like number one problem. But who would ever call themselves narcissistic? Exactly. Come on, and it's because we've made a comparative. Comparative. Yes, I'm comparing me to you, and I don't. I'm not nearly as a narcissistic as you are. <laughs> so, therefore, I'm not narcissistic. Uh, clearly. Okay. Yeah, so, gonna, so now that we uh, get that clear. So now that we've talked about <laughs> symptoms and problems, now that we're 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 clear as mud here, and I'm clearly All right, more well, let narcissistic me ask you this. than let me. Let me ask you this. I was about to ask you a question. Go ahead, ask. We were talking about symptoms and problems, and so now we're talking about narcissists, which you accuse me of more than you. Yes. And so my, my question is... Evidence demands a verdict. Yeah, what's the evidence? Okay, I'll ask you. Okay. Have you ever gone over the speed limit? Yes. Oh, so you're just bigger than everybody else. <laughs> the speed so, limit was put there for everybody else but to what follow. If, what if nobody was around? It, the speed limit was... The, that's right. The speed limit was only put there... For people who are incompetent, that need to drive that, that drive cars that can't go faster than the speed limit, people who are inferior to you. Hmm. Dave, let me ask you a question. <laughs> Uh-oh. <laughs> Have you ever not put on a seatbelt? Not really. So even when you hopped in your truck and came over here this morning, did you put on your seatbelt? Okay, well, maybe once. Oh, yeah, okay, maybe I'm thinking, once. I'm, I'm thinking you're talking about when you actually go on the street. Oh, see, well, you went on a street to get your, did oh, you not? Oh, we are defining this right down to the little hole in the donut. Well, you started it. All right, all right, all right. Let me ask you this then. Okay. Mr. Mr. I'm not so narcissistic as you. Um, did you ever uh, cut in line anywhere? Anywhere at anywhere, any time. Anywhere, cut in line. You, For any reason? Yes. I have. Uh-huh. At least once. So all those other people have were you not at, le- at least once, have you ever had to cut in line? Now, I am 61 years old, and my memory isn't all that good. <laughs> <laughs> Here comes the older excuses again. It's <laughs> um, very narcissistic I'm of you. sure I have, but I... Was, you know, okay, okay. No, I notice I didn't... I don't have an instance. I don't have an instance either, but I'm sure that I have. Well, I'm sure that you have. <laughs> have you seen me? Oh, probably. I'm a kid. <laughs> oh, clearly. I, I probably have seen you. You probably cut in front of me. Yeah, I, oh. We were probably. I think. I think there was once. Were, were we standing in line next? We were to each standing other? in line, and you decided to go in front of me. <laughs> Is that cutting in line? Oh, what's a new definition? <laughs> do you want a new definition here? <laughs> yes, I do. We don't have one. I don't have one. So you cut in line. Okay. Very. Uh, have you ever? Okay. And you might not have. You know, because I actually, I, I can't stand these people, but I thought of it. <laughs> <laughs> so and they'll know you're all, a Christian by your love. I Go know, ahead. So you're driving down, I don't know why we're all, we're thinking driving all of a sudden. You're driving down the highway and all of a sudden maybe a lane closes or the, you know, and there's traffic. The person that just cruises all the way down this side as long as they possibly can and then just dives in. Yep. Not good. I could just see in your face. You've done that before. I have not actually. Never. No, really. I haven't. That's irritated me. I know that's irritated me too. <laughs> that's one of the things. See, but that's how we can start feeling superior to other people. Yeah. I mean, you can say, I would never do that. Right. Yeah. But I would, you know, speed or I would cut in line or I mean, but right. I would never do that. Right. And that's, that's the real bad thing right there. Right. No, not really. Can I just ask one more? Sure. Sure. So here at camp, we have desserts a lot. Yes, we do. And you like desserts. I do. And obviously, whether it's brownies, pieces of cake, there's, they're all spread out in the middle. If you've ever been they here at Silver Ranch, have you ever, take, drool. you ever taken the largest one? Um, you know, again... Do you just take it or do you look for a big one? I actually just take it. Do you? I do. Oh. 
but I'm not saying that when I was 11 here that uh-huh. I, I don't, but I don't remember. You know, right. I mean, I'm sure human nature would have kicked in. But uh, you know, if you were talking bologna sandwiches, I would have taken the one with That's the most true. bologna That's on true. it. But. No, I, it's always funny because I always see that during the summer, all the campers are sizing up. Oh, yeah. which which is the best piece? <laughs> yeah, yeah. I'm thinking of everybody else here. That's right. You know, it is funny though. One of the dangers that we have in life is is we usually set a standard by comparing ourselves to somebody. And we usually pick a, a standard that's pretty low mm. so that we feel pretty good. Right. So we're not really narcissistic because that guy in the highway that cuts you off, he's the guy that does it. Yeah. And then we don't have any issues because we're, we're not happy when they crash into the barrier. I mean, we're, we're, we're thinking they crash into the barrier and I'm happy and I'm thinking, oh, well, I deserve to be happy about that because he's such an idiot. You know, it's like, talk about problems. Right. I got problems. They got problems. <laughs> got problems. Yeah, you know, it's like, <laughs> you want to analyze this one. Yeah, um, yeah. I remember once I was driving a van load of kids. We had a bunch of vans, and it was back in the day where they had CB radios. You couldn't connect by cell phones, but you did by CBs. And CBs. The, yeah, the, the truckers all had them, you know. Oh, I, I know so, what those So are. you would listen to them talk. When yeah. they go, yeah. Roger, over, yeah. that sort of thing. A, uh, breaker, breaker for the Undertaker. Breaker, breaker, one. Yeah, oh, you know nice. what I mean? One of those I, things. I vaguely remember those. Yeah. So this thing was going on where they had a lane closed, and everybody's coming up on the right, and the people that were doing what they were supposed to do weren't moving. Okay. And, and I got on the CB, and I was just talking to a trucker, and he goes, where are you? I said, I'm back here. I'm not moving because they're doing it. He goes, all right, boys, let's take care of them. And, I, and I'm going, what does that mean? <laughs> And all of a sudden, all these truckers got, got next to each other, and one moved over in that lane, and if you were going to keep going, you were going to hit them. Yeah. And he just put on the brakes right there. There you go. He made that whole lane stop. Yeah. He said, what van were you talking about back there? He said, oh, that white one way back there. Okay. So they waited till our vans got past them. Really? And then he creeped up and went in. Now you talk about a jam. Oh my goodness, that was one bottleneck right wow. there because they caused it. But it was interesting to see a part of, uh, you know, see somebody look out for somebody else and say, I can, I can solve this. This is not right. Yeah. Kind of thing. You know, I don't know what lesson we can learn from that, but it is interesting. Yeah. Uh, but when I try and analyze, though, when I try and get a good grip, you cannot really solve a problem if you can't see the problem. Right. And the symptom isn't the problem. Right. So what we need to do is... Because all of the things that we just talked about were just symptoms, potentially. They were. Or they just were. innocent happenstances. But symptoms do point to something, and that's what you want to look at. Yeah. So uh, as I talked about, I have a stuffy head that points to something. So if I want to solve it, I need to start investigating what does it point to. Right. And then you start adjusting your life. Uh, we found out that we had flowers in the house that were just putting off pollen. Mm. When they went out, I felt better almost immediately. Wow. So it was this like recently. Yeah. Oh wow. So I thought, oh my goodness, you know, that's the problem. Yeah. I was blaming dry air or whatever. Now there still might be something else, but but that's part of the problem. Right. And once you find that you get rid of that, your symptoms all of a sudden are lessened, or go away. Or completely. go away. Right. So I would suggest that we look for the problem and not just. Um, try and say, well, I have these symptoms that I have to get rid of. And that's, if, if, if they haven't listened to our previous programs, uh, the last program we did, the first part, we were talking about people not being happy because they defined it wrong. Right. And so they would try and get rid of discomfort or rid of pain in order to be happy instead of adding something. And, and they couldn't do it. Mm. And so, again, looking at the symptom, I'm not happy. Yeah. 
That's the symptom. Right. So if somebody's listening to us today and they're not happy, yeah. I'm going to tell you that's a symptom of something. Mm-hmm. It isn't the problem. Don't go out there and say, I need to take my happy pill, you know, or whatever it is. It's not going to solve that. There's a reason. I will, I will summarize it very simply. I think it's because you're living somehow or trying to understand something outside of the way that you can. Mm-hmm. And you're trying to make something work that cannot work. Right. And so you get frustrated with it. And you're not happy in that sense. It's like trying to put a, a round peg in a square hole. Mm-hmm. You know, you can't do that. Right. right. But if you keep doing that in life. Right. So uh, I, I say this a lot in another program that we do, but if you're angry with God today, mm-hmm. you don't know him. Mm. And if you're upset with God, you don't know him. Yeah. If you feel cheated by God, you don't know him. Yeah. The answer is the same on all of those. You need to spend time getting to know him. Right. And I would invite you to contact us to, uh, on our website, relate365.com. There's a little button there where you can go and you can have a live coach talk to you at any time about life issues and things that you want to discuss. We want to be able to be a part of a solution in your life rather than you living under this constant weight of problems that really are more symptomatic than they are the issues. And once you can find the issue, then you can begin to solve the problem. And a lot of times it starts with our misunderstanding of God and purpose and how we came to be and why we're here and that kind of stuff. So I encourage you, go to relate365.com, hit the button and chat if you need to do that today. You can email us too from there and, and we can try and yep. respond to you as well. And somebody's always there. Just go to the bottom of the page yep. and there's a little button that says chat now at Groundwire. Yep. And so there's always somebody 24-7 at the end of that. And so if you're just wanting to talk about issues or questions or you just need somebody to talk to, reach out to that. We're going to take a quick break and we'll be right back here on Younger and Older. Hey, welcome back to Younger and Older. And we've been hanging out here today talking about some, at the start, kind of was kind of silly going back and forth, but we're talking about this topic of narcissism. Um, and the kind of which you are, thank you. And uh, <laughs> <laughs> I'll just let you slide with that one. Thank you very much. That way, you could be but narcissist. You love too. comparing things because that's the only way you can feel good about yourself is to compare. That's right. So, thank you for comparing all the time. I yes. think you compare more than I do. I, I might be because that's what you get good at after a while. You compare things and you always pick inferior things to compare to. <laughs> <laughs> Take that one. <laughs> wow. I'll just take it and let it slide. Okay, thanks. So, so the comparing thing, is that, you know, we've been talking about symptoms and root causes and all that, and, and so is, is the comparing thing a symptom of something greater? You know, it is. I, you know, if you're narcissistic, I think there's, there's a lot of qualities about your life that you have already kind of woven into the fabric of life, and, and, and in order to get to them, you got to unweave the whole fabric. Yeah. Uh, for example, there's people that, pride themselves on, I, I only do the best of everything, the yeah. best. I have to have the best. Right. Why do you have to have the best? Mm. Is every, you know, why the best? Right. There's always, I mean, if you go in, I call it the Woodman's Complex. It, those that know Woodman's Food Store, you walk into it, and if you want a loaf of bread, there's, how many loaves of bread are in oh, there? Oh, the, there's at least several thousand. Yeah, so there. if you're trying to figure out, yeah, if you're trying to figure out, <laughs> What to do with a loaf of bread. I mean, you'll be there for hours trying to figure out a loaf of bread. Yeah. You know, and, and what happens sometimes is with online access to like Amazon and, and shops and did you ever get caught in this flurry? I need to get the best deal. I, I need to do the best. And 
it, it, before you know it, you've spent hours, yeah, hours to save ten bucks, yeah, you know, and then you're done. You go, man, I'm good. You know, I saved ten bucks. You just spent hours, yeah. You could have done something else for hours and wasted that ten dollars and probably come out ahead. Mm-hmm. Um, it's interesting how how compared. Let me ask you something, Jason. Um, how does somebody be content in life? How are you? How are, is contentment important? And how do you get there? I would I would say there's two. Qu- I would say that it is important. You know, I'd say, and we kind of briefly. I feel like we talked about contentment at one point on the show. Anyway, sorry, that's a different aside. You know, but I think I think contentment is a good thing, um, and I think it's a biblical thing to be content. Now, it doesn't mean that you don't strive for more or, or strive for less. It's kind of a balance of of being content in the circumstances and the situations you have, you look confused. Yeah, because if people are content, how can they be uncontent with where they're at and still be content? Realizing that each day is a new day and life is still happening, you know, so... But how can you try and get better if you're content with where you're at? Because you're content in the current situation that you have, but you're striving... That's a good answer. I mean, yeah, yeah. honestly, that's... That's what you have to do. You have to realize that life is all about right. growth. I mean, it's it's kind of like owning a home, Dave. You know, I just I, I'm a recent homeowner. You know, I bought a new house a year ago. You know, and one thing that you have about this house, especially with shows like Fixer Upper and stuff, it's like, oh, I'd love to have this. You know, we we're actually just talking about fireplaces. Oh, open concept with um, an island in the kitchen. I've learned by watching those programs. That's right, and some shiplap. That's right, shiplap, open concept. Right, island in the kitchen and an ensuite. That's right. You got it. You're, I got it. You should start your own. I, I am ready to start show. Dave's design. <laughs> It'd be the best. Yeah, thank you. There you go. Uh, but, you know, and so, and, and, and we were just talking about fireplace, but you kind of look at your home, it's like, oh, you know, I'd love to have this. I'd love to have that. Does that mean I go out and get it right now? No. But at the same time, I enjoy my house. I'm content with it. You know, is it exactly how I want it to be? No. You know, and that's how everything is. Um, and I think that's how life is. I don't do know if think, that, that example works. Yeah, but do you think modern life is trying to rip contentment away from us? I think so. It's, it's trying to make you always feel like you don't have anything. Yeah, so if you, if, you know, this is always just out of reach. Right. Just out of reach, just out of reach. So you have to keep trying to reach for it. And, and you become right. a debtor society then. Debtor. Because you're trying to be one who has it, even though you can't afford it, so you go into debt to get it. And now you're really a mess because now you have to keep up with it. Right. And, and yet there's always something that carrot is still out there on the stick out in front of you and you still haven't grabbed it yet. Right. That's a mess. Yeah, oh, yeah. that doesn't even sound fun. You know, in First in Timothy, it says this, but godliness with contentment is great gain. Mm. When I've thought about that verse, I thought, well, there's two things there. There's godliness. And if you look at what that means, it, just, it really means those who follow God, those who listen to what's right, they listen to God, they follow God. That's, you combine that with contentment. Now, contentment comes from being satisfied with what you have. Mm-hmm. And that would mean your personality. Are you introverted or extroverted? I'm in the middle. Okay, so am I. So we got two middlers here. Two middlers. Yeah. But if you are totally introverted, yeah. okay, that's not something you look at and say, I can't be content with the personality that God gave me. Mm-hmm. If you're extroverted, it's like, oh, I can't be. You know, I don't know how many extroverts I've been in the presence of that say, we got to fix this person. Mm-hmm. They're much too quiet. And I go, you don't need to fix that. Right. That's a gift. Mm-hmm. And you don't need to fix it. Just like an introvert might say, that person talks to him, he's got to fix that. Well, you, you need to channel both of those to the right spots. Right. But however, 
to be content with the way God made you. Did you ever see somebody act uh, like somebody they're not and they do a really bad job of it? Oh, yeah. I remember I was uh, meeting with a, an introverted young man once. Okay. And he told me this. He said, as an introvert, I will never get the right girl to marry me. Hmm. I need to be an extrovert so that they notice me because all of the extrovert guys I know have girlfriends and I don't and my introvert friends don't. We're too quiet. And I just said, no, that's not true. And I told him, you know, you're made a certain way. So then we had him over to our house. Yeah. And he was there with a bunch of other people. And all of a sudden he turned into an extrovert. Huh. And was he bad at it? <laughs> should I not? I, I am la- telling you. Should I laugh or not? Yes. Laugh? It, okay. it, oh, he was bad at it. I yeah. mean, I'm, I'm looking at him while he's doing things and I'm thinking, what are you doing? Yeah. You are making an absolute fool out of yourself. Yeah. When, when people left, I saw him the next day, I, I, I said, hey, can I talk to you? Yeah. What was that about? Because I told you, I'm changing. I'm going to be an extrovert. <laughs> Excuse me. Can I tell you that you're really a bad extrovert? I mean, really bad. And he's going, this isn't encouraging. No, because that's not who you are. Yeah. God made you a certain way. You need to learn how to live in the context of who you are. I'm not saying that, that you don't try and improve and you don't try and get, I mean, you can be extrovert off the chart and, and use that, you know, any strength can become a weakness right? for anybody. But I'm saying, if you're introverted, enjoy it. There's a gift there. Mm-hmm. Find out how to use it. Yeah. That's the contentment part. The, the godliness part, choose to follow God. God made you a certain way. And, and it's interesting, the next verse in that passage in First Timothy says, Verse 7, for we, were brought, for we brought nothing into this world, and we cannot take anything out of this world. Mm. Yeah. Um, I think it was Alexander the Great. You remember him? In, I've heard of him, yeah. In history. In history, yes. Yes. Let me he, see. If, if was here. he the greatest? You know, I don't know. But he was Alexander the Great. He was a conqueror. Everybody admired him. You know how he wanted to be buried? I don't. With his hands above the ground, open and empty. Hmm. to show the world that the most powerful man in the world left this world with nothing. Hmm. I didn't know that. Yeah, that's what he wanted. Interesting. I, it is. I mean, yeah, when you think about it, it's yeah. like this guy, honestly, he was called Alexander the Great. Yeah. I, I have yet to hear you call me Dave the Great. Dave the Great. <laughs> For the remainder Jason, of the episode. Jason the Great. So yes. Dave the Great. <laughs> Can you finish your story? <laughs> well, I, the, the story is just interesting because when all of us die, we're all on an equal plane at that point. Right. And in, in the journey that we have, this life, some of us will have a lot given to us. Right. First world countries, and we'll get a lot given to us. Mm-hmm. Some will have some given to us, some will have hardly anything, and they'll, they'll always be scraping to get by. Contentment really doesn't have to do with how much you have. Mm. It has to do with how much you trust God. Right. He's put you in a certain position in life. And if he's your heavenly father, he'll take care of you, and you need to live as if that's true. It could mean that you're not eating filet mignon on a regular basis. I understand that. Right. There are people that do eat that on a regular basis. They live in a different way. Mm-hmm. It's the circumstance that they were born into, that they're a part of. It doesn't make them evil. 
Mm-hmm. What it is, it's being content with where you're at. Right. The scriptures even talk about it defines uh, people who love money. You know, you've heard people say, "Well, you know, if you, if you, uh, evil is when you love money, not when you have it." And I would agree. But the definition in the Bible is those who are content with their wages don't love money. But those who aren't content with their wages, mm-hmm. they do love money. Mm-hmm. You should be able to work anywhere. If you feel that's where God put you on this planet to work, yeah, to be a part of. You should be able to do that. That doesn't mean you're, trying not, you're not trying to get better at what you do or whatever. Are, are you content with the summer program here at Silver Birch Ranch? Yeah. Are you going to try and make it better? Absolutely. There you go. Yeah. I mean, that's what you want to do. And that's the attitude you should have in every area of life, that it can get better. I can improve. But I'm very happy with where we're at today. Right. That's a, that's a gift, and we have to keep working that. Absolutely, and, and nowhere in that does it say that you have to be the best at it. No. You know, nowhere in that does it say that it has to be all about you. No. Nope. You know, and I think that's, that's the key in it, is that contentment is realizing, you know what, regardless of whatever's going on, this is where God wants me and has me, and so that's, that's where that satisfying, you know, feeling comes from. That way you can just pursue, all right, you know, and that comes with anything. So even in your job, whatever, you know, it might be, not be the, the dream job at the moment, but you can be content to that knowing that God has a plan and he's using you and he's developing you. You know, I've only been here at camp for a couple of years. And before that, I was, you know, a missionary in Northern Ireland. I was somewhere else. I was a barista at, you know, Caribou Coffee, you know, and, and those were all just stepping stones. And I think that a lot of us, you know, look so much at other people that, that beca- we want that to be our reality and we lose sight of contentment. The task and that's the changed. problem. Yeah, the task changed for you, you but know. the job didn't. Right, absolutely. I, I've done the same thing my whole life. Yeah. I've, I've loved telling young people about Jesus. There you and go. None of that has changed. And, and you could do that as a barista. Right, and I did. And you could do that. I in, like how you in, said that, barista. barista. You kind of, you kind of. Yeah, barista. <laughs> Even though it's not. My generation <laughs> didn't have those. We had, we had big coffee pots, uh, but that's the way that life goes. But you could do that no matter where you're at. Yeah. So whoever's listening, whatever personality you are, the key is you combine godliness with this contentment. In other words, you live correctly under the rule of God. You live in the context of the way things were made and created. You do that, and you're content where you're at today. Yeah. And live that way and look for God to use you, and some great things will happen. Absolutely. Absolutely. And I think that's the key, you know? And so if you find yourself at the end of the day, comparing yourself to others so much that you're losing sight of what you're actually doing, I, w- I would challenge you. You know, the hard thing is that most of the time we, we, we don't see our own um, evidences of narcissism, you know, because symptoms. it's symptoms, the symptoms, right? you know, we don't see those. And so that's why I'd encourage you even to go out there and, and have people in your life that can help point those out to you, whether it's somebody older than you, somebody your age, somebody younger than you, you know, as we do life together with other believers, I think it helps us to kind of remind ourselves what we're living for. And I think that's key in this. It is. Godliness and contentment, they go together and they give you a life that at the end you have no regrets for. And really, it's, it's your perspective that brings both. Your perspective brings contentment and your understanding of God brings a submission to him that you will not be sorry that you, you, you lived in a way where you were submitting to God and his way and his plans. Yeah. Enjoy how God made you. Uh, understand the sin problem. Respond to his love. And be content with where you are today while you move towards where you could be tomorrow. You'll be a unique person. 
Absolutely. So we thank you for joining us again on this episode of Younger and Older. Um, feel free to go check out our website, Relay365.com. There's a ton of resources there. It's got all of our uh, previous podcasts and episodes. It also has a link to our radio station. If you didn't know, we have a radio station with other programs, so go check it out. And we thank you again for joining us. This is David the Great and Jason yeah. on Younger and Older. We'll see you here next time. <laughs>